1: to episode 19, it's 19 already, I can't believe it, of Cruel Summer, our look back at each and every G1 Climax Tournament Finals from 1991 up until 2018, and today we're covering the year 2009, and uh, joining me today, I'm very excited to have as my co-host today on this particular show, he's uh, a person who usually does our ROH uh, pay-per-view reviews with John Pollock over at PostWrestling.com. Uh, he's also a long-time friend of mine, and I'm very happy to welcome Mike Murray to the show. Mike, how are you?
0: Pretty good, pretty good. How about uh, you?
1: I'm good. It's it's a Saturday, it's a Sunday. It's a Sunday afternoon. I'm I'm recording this with you, and then I'm gonna go later to meet a friend of mine. Uh, he's gonna help me do my immigration paperwork. So I have to renew my work visa tomorrow. And usually it's pretty simple, but believe it or not, at the immigration office here in Shizuoka Prefecture there's very little very few people who can actually speak english or any other languages so i you know usually like my japanese is okay but i don't want to mess around with this stuff so i usually ask someone who speaks better japanese than me to come with me so i'm gonna stay at my friend's house he lives close to the area where the immigration office is so i don't have to worry about like waking up tomorrow morning and getting there before the rush happens of all the people renewing their, their, their living and work visas themselves. So it's it's a big thing. Today's busy bit of a busy day, but I I'm good overall.
0: Is this gonna be like a, a whole day process on Monday or what's going on?
1: No, it's just me dropping I've all the paperwork is done. Like my company thankfully does all the paperwork for me. All I have okay. to do is all I have to do is fill is submit it. I have to just fill out this postcard that they're gonna to send to me. Uh, when my visa is ready to pick up so i just drop shit off i wait for the postcard like maybe a week week and a half two weeks maximum and then i go back to pick it up it's it's it's, so you don't really have to wait there the only time i see people waiting is that they're filling out their applications in english russian spanish portuguese chinese whatever and they're not doing it beforehand they're just doing it there at the office so that's when it gets crowded and i don't want to necessarily have to sit with everyone if i don't need to so that's why i'm lucky i just have to fill out a postcard with my address on it and that's it so but otherwise i'm gonna go see godzilla king of the monsters again with my
0: friend. again he has, see,
1: he has to see. i i, I liked it I, I don't know if you've seen it yet
0: i have not seen it yet no uh i watched the the previous one the previous north american one uh last weekend with the girls we had a daddy daughter weekend mom was in new york for four days so they were, uh, they were pretty impressed with the last one. Gareth Edwards, I think, was the director.
1: Yeah, Gareth Edwards was the director of that. And did you see Kong, Skull Island?
0: Yes, we watched that. Uh, I liked Kong a lot. I thought it was pretty cool.
1: You know, I was pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoyed that. I thought the story was good, eh? And I, I love the, the monster fights, especially with the, the squid. And then at the end with, like, what do they call it? The, scroll, the skull crawlers or something?
0: Skullcrawlers, Crawlers, yeah, That's it's like something like that. Yeah, John
1: C. Riley's character calls those. I, I, I love those movies. So today, like in lieu of going out with my friend to like a restaurant and and just like getting Korean barbecue or something, we're gonna we're gonna just stay at his place. We're gonna order some pizza and we're gonna fire up first Godzilla and then we're gonna watch Kong. He hasn't he hasn't watched either of them to prepare okay. for Kila Monsters tomorrow after we go finish at the immigration office. So. It's busy a busy couple of days. So for me.
0: What kind of pizza does one get in Japan? Uh, What's hey, Japanese pizza like?
1: It has corn on it.
0: Okay. okay. Uh,
1: and sometimes, Everywhere? Uh, no, like, yeah, every restaurant will have, like, the option of corn. You don't, not every pizza will have corn, but those are the kind of things that are on there. Or you can get, like, a, a kind of a chopped up boiled egg put on okay. as toppings. Or you can get, like uh, like, an egg put on top of it. This is very common. When I first came here, and I we ordered my friends ordered a pizza. I'm like, okay, awesome, cool. And then I open up the box and I'm like, why, <laughs> why, why is there, this? <laughs> why, why is there a fucking egg on top of this pizza? They're like, oh, it's Japanese style. I go, okay, yeah. I mean, I mean every country has their unique ingredients, toppings that they yeah. put on pizzas. Uh, Japan. And some
0: people. Is there terrible pineapple over there, or is that a way shine upon?
1: You are speaking to the wrong person if you are disparaging. The use of pineapple on top of a pizza, my
0: friend. Uh, gross. That's all I gotta say. Gross. I gotta go. Uh, something's come up. Got to Split. Uh, here we are on Saturday, June the fifteenth. If anyone's okay. gonna be watching, listening to this in a couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> which means that the Toronto Raptors are the forty-eight hour so far NBA champs. <laughs> forty-eight hours? I'm thinking to keep the. Forty-eight titles. hours. That's uh, <laughs> it's not a twenty-four-seven title. It's all good. It was the NBA Finals, a big deal in your circles in Japan.
1: Uh, no, only on Twitter. Only no, on Twitter. No, I I'm the only person from Toronto in my area. I'm I'm one of I, I there's a lot of Canadians in this area actually, but they're mainly from Vancouver. They're not from yeah. Toronto. So they don't they don't really give a shit. So it, it's okay.
0: But as a sports event, was the NBA Finals on people's radar or not?
1: No, because basketball is not necessarily a huge sport in Japan, and a lot okay. of the you know people from the UK, Europe, Australia, they they they're not familiar with basketball too too much. Like soccer, big big deal, you know.
0: Big deal for sure, right? Yeah, but every not, teams represent.
1: Not not basketball, so it was okay. really a thing here. But uh, yeah, so I wanted to ask you, like. Uh, did, is Drake gonna take that trophy back to his house? Because it seems like he's like uh, he, he was. It seems like he thought he was responsible for Toronto, the Toronto Raptors winning the NBA championship. <laughs> it's
0: a it's a pretty unique situation, I think, with Drake. Um, I'm not necessarily a huge fan of uh, his behavior, shall we say, on the court.
1: He's an asshole. Let's just be honest about it.
0: I mean, I, I live like in the city, you know, so I can't really like disparage Drake too much. But yeah. uh, he might be listening right now, right? Uh, Drake. If Audrey's there, if Audrey's out there, if you're listening to me, you know, uh, have fun in Vegas. I think he's out there right now. Uh, whenever anybody's going to be listening to this, which would be in a few weeks, I guess. Yeah,
1: something like that, yeah.
0: Listen, Drake,
1: uh, if you're listening to this, stop being an asshole, okay, buddy? Just, just stop, okay? <laughs> I don't care. I'm safe in Japan. He, there, there's no one gonna come at me here. So and, and no, no one... he
0: was the, he was like the uh, the marshal at uh, Jurassic Park. <laughs>
1: Jurassic Park
0: <laughs> during the uh, last game. I, I know Jurassic Park is a big deal in the city. People were lined up on um, after game. Oh, geez, what was it? Game four, I think, on Friday night. Uh, people started lining up on Saturday for the game on Monday. Oh
1: my god! Okay, can... so they
0: were outside for like you know. Over forty-eight hours waiting, waiting to watch the game on a big screen outside of the former ACC.
1: There you go. Well, I, 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 I got to ask you to explain Jurassic Park for all our international listeners who may or may not be familiar. Because to be honest, until like people were talking about this, like you know, like John, Way, Braden, and Davy, I had no idea what they were talking about. Then I looked it up, and I'm like, oh, okay. Explain what Jurassic Park in Toronto is, Mike.
0: So I want to say. Three maybe four playoffs ago, they started a thing, and it, you gotta you gotta give them full marks for calling it Jurassic Park. And they've set up sort of uh, a fenced off area outside of the former Air Canada Center, where the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Toronto Rock, and your NBA champions, Toronto Raptors, uh, play. And there's a huge screen on the outside of the arena, and you could fit probably let's say. 300 people, 400 people, maybe originally. And it's kind of grown until they had to sort of make different sections following uh, the street. And as the sections kind of grew, they would have to fence off each one just for safety purposes. So people can get in and out, or if there's a, some sort of emergency and then set up more screens. And this thing went all the way, like pushing towards the sky dome. Now the Rogers center.
1: Oh dear. So what happens if like the, the Leafs, you know, you know, not that it will ever happen. That the Leafs get to the playoffs, <laughs> right? Is it going to be called the the forest? You know, like is it going to be called the garden or what? No,
0: I mean the Leafs have used this, and in fact, there were some nights where the Leafs and the Raptors uh, were had home, had playoff games on the same night, so they had two screens set up, and the Leafs had the sound, the Raptors did not, even though this was a kind of a, a Raptors uh invention i guess you would say by for, for watching raptors games outside of the uh the acc
1: yeah i i'm just i just think it's interesting i don't know if i'm gonna be able to like go down to that area like when i'm back in toronto in august for my visit my uh bi-yearly visit but uh let, let's get to to wrestling i i, I don't want to bore our listeners too much with <laughs> you and i talking about our hometown. Uh, so we're on episode 19, and we're looking at the 2009 uh, G1 Climax, which was a two-block, 14-man round-robin tournament held from August 7th until August 16th. And, you know, you know, Mike, recently, I don't know if you've been keeping up, but they, now they're talking about they're going to expand the field from—last year was, like, about 20. And now they're talking yeah. about expanding to 24 with all these people, like, at Dominion <laughs> announcing that they want to be in the Are G1. Are you serious? that's what they're talking about because they're thinking who's who are we going to take out i i think they should take people out i think it should be pre- more prestigious but i like, agree at i don't know did you watch dominion
0: i have not watched dominion yet so i don't want to get into it much but i do know that uh our man kenta has decided to get in there
1: he's he announced that he wants to join he's probably going to get in uh well i mean why else
0: would he be there yeah
1: Will osprey said he wants to be in shingo takagi mm-hmm. said he wants to be in and and John Moxley said he wants to be in the G1. So there's four. And new Jericho, interests. right? Jericho won't survive a fucking G1. Let's be honest. He's just posturing. <laughs> He's not going to do it. If he did, he, he would need like, you know, he'd need, to, he'd need to have a bus full of vodka just to survive. Let's, let's be honest here, okay?
0: It is. It's a pretty grueling schedule. It is. And I understand the heat is uh, almost unbearable over there. During that time,
1: here's the thing: like he costs a lot of money. I don't think they're gonna pay him his per yeah. appearance fee to, to wrestle like 10, 10, 15 matches. He he doesn't come cheap, you know what I mean? So uh, no, but, but yeah. I think
0: he would definitely help sales for that Dallas show, right?
1: Yeah, he can he can have a match there. He doesn't have to be in the G1. Yeah, you know. So I I I don't think they need to expand to 24. That's just my feeling. If they do, that's fine. We'll find out as of this recording. We'll find out. Uh, my tomorrow at uh, no tonight my tonight during the Corrigan Hall show for uh, for uh, Kizuna Road tour and we'll see what happens and uh, you know this is a nice little snap snapshot of pre G1 announcements but at at this time in 2009 it was still just a, a nice manageable 14 man tournament. Uh, let's talk yeah. about each block and I'm going to give a little bit of history of some of these participants. In A block we have Togi Makabe and. Toki Makibe in 2009 was a very interesting person that in 2008, he was a big heel, like probably the biggest heel in the company. He was the leader of Great Bash Heel, aka GBH. Uh, But he turned babyface when all the members of GBH, except for Tomo Akihama, turned on him and joined Shinsuke Nakamura's, uh, I think his faction at the time was called Black Japan or Rise. I think it became Rise at this point. And then from that, they formed what we now know as chaos so and then shinsuke nakamura was actually the the big heel in the company at the time uh
0: following that was that at wrestle kingdom that year the first wrestle kingdom or when was that the the big the heel turn on uh Makabe. it
1: was it wasn't at wrestle kingdom it was like in the middle of 2008 so, okay and then they you know started leading in towards like moving into 2009 stuff uh following right. the hymn is is uh, hiroshi tanahashi uh, after him, we have Masato Tanaka, you know, uh, FMW, ECW, alumni. He's also, at this point, wrestling for Zero One, but he's also a freelancer. So he's making a lot of appearances in New Japan Pro Wrestling at this time. Uh, then we have Toru Yano, Takao Mori, who is, a you know, who's more well-known for being a wrestler from All Japan, then later Pro Wrestling Noah. And then after he left Noah, he was in Zero One and a ton of other uh, independent promotions. And at this time, he was teaming with uh, Manabu Nakanishi uh, in a tag team called Wild Child. Uh, probably one of my f- more favorable periods for Nakanishi in, in, for me as a fan. Uh, then we have Giant Bernard, aka uh, Albert, aka Matt Bloom, who is a trainer now at, uh, in Florida for NXT at the Performance Center. And then finally, capping off a block, is Tajiri, who has been a freelancer at this point. His promotion... No, no, wait. He, this is before he started... Smash Wrestling, not the Toronto promotion, but Tajiri's <laughs> promotion in Japan. Uh, he finished with Hustle. I think they had died by this point. And then he migrated over to New Japan, where he started a feud with Hiro- IWGP champion Hiroshi Tanahashi, which is really interesting. It it goes to show you how much cachet they put on ex WWE stars from Japan, yeah. because Tajiri is a junior heavyweight, and he's a junior heavyweight on the smaller end. And he's fighting Tanahashi, who is the IWGP Heavyweight Champion. I'm not one for like being strict about like weight classes in wrestling, but it was a really weird, you know, dynamic visual to see Tajiri like like hold his own with Tanahashi in their matches, and he like and they're building this big program between the two. Uh, let's move over to B Block. Uh, at the top of B Block, we have. Shinsuke Nakamura, like I said, he had turned heel in April. He formed Chaos. And he also debuted his new finisher, the Bomaye, which is now known as the Shinkasa, I believe,
0: <laughs> yeah, I believe so, yes. Yes. And, uh, Shinkasa, yeah.
1: The Shinkasa. So I, I like the Bomaye, but I can understand if Michael Cole would have difficulty pronouncing this word. So I can understand why he changed it. Uh, uh, after him, we have Takashi Sugiera from Pro Wrestling NOAH. And he came in as the, you know, the prerequisite uh, big outsider, like Tajiri and um, Omori and uh, Tanaka all kind of were like working regularly in New Japan. So they weren't necessarily considered outsiders. But Sugiara is still a contracted no wrestler in 2009. So he got a lot of heat in all his matches. Uh, following him, we have Hiroki Goto, Manabu Nakanishi, Yuji Nagata, Hiroyoshi Tenzan, and Takashi Izuka. So what do you think about this? Th- these participants here, Mike?
0: I mean, it's definitely a smaller field. Uh, I would say it seems a little lacking in uh, star power compared to the last, let's say, five years of the tournament.
1: Well, it's just a time, you know, like New Japan, yeah. a very, very different company in 2009 as opposed to now in 2019. Um, thousand they're, nineteen. They're not an isolationist, period in their isolations period, because obviously they have Sugiara, Tanaka, Omori, and, and like Tajiri in this tournament, but they are kind of just sticking with their guys. And and like, their guys are not the stars of the entire industry at this point. Like Noah is still pretty big company at this point as well. You know, all Japan is kind of coming back up, but they're not, you know, the level that they would reach in, in like previously. And, they, they haven't done that even in 2019. But, yeah, obviously, now, New Japan is the, you know, undisputed industry leader in professional wrestling in, in Japan. And I would say, from an in-ring point of view, probably the undisputed leader of professional wrestling in the world. You know, I, I you can't say anything about WWE that matches New Japan for wrestling. No. And I'm not saying this as, like, some anti-WB statement. It's, it's a fact. Like, like nxt might have a chance if it was seen by more people but you know like i'm gonna say new japan like blows most nxt stuff out of the water though i will say nxt has amazing pay-per-views with their their takeover shows which uh i am going to by the way i got my tickets with my my friend david if he's listening to this dave thanks so much but we'll probably see each other at that at the uh where is that at the acc
0: that's the ACC, uh, the Scotiabank Arena. It's now called.
1: No, 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 no. It's still the ACC. It's still the sky. <laughs> it's, it's still the. It's still the Sky Dome.
0: Still Sky Dome. Still to, the to the, uh, the O'Keefe it, Center too, or what? The,
1: oh, what? What? It's still the Paramount, but they closed that down now, didn't they?
0: Uh, no, the Paramount's still open. It's the, uh, the, the I think that's the Scotia Bank uh, Theater. I think is the name of it. Actually, no, it's, it's Scotia Bank Cinema. I know it's the Paramount. It's I agree. The Paramount,
1: but anyways, let's get back. Let's talk about back to Toronto. Yeah, I know. back to Toronto. Everyone's like, man. Everyone's gonna be after this episode. and be like, fuck Toronto. If they were
0: going, man.
1: And if they weren't like uh, from Arizona, anyways, in the first place. But anyways, let's talk about the path to the G1 finals. Makabe, he beat Tajiri. Masato Tanaka and Toriyano. He suffered losses to Giant Bernard and Takao Mori, and he had a draw with uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Nakamura's path, very simple, Mike. He ran the table. Ran he the beat, table. He beat everyone with the Bamae. And so he finished his his uh, portion of the league segment of the, of the tournament with 12 points, the highest number of points in this year's G1. Uh, then we move into the semifinals, and here... Makabe took on Takashi Sugiera, uh, and he beat him, but not before Sugiera beat the living hell out of Makabe. He busted him hard way with punches to his forehead, and, and just throughout the whole match, he just would work on punching him in the forehead. That's why you'll see in the match itself, in the finals with Nakamura, he has his head uh, bandaged up, toweled up, I would say, more than bandaged now
0: that, that match happened uh, the same day, did it not?
1: Yes, it did.
0: Right. Yes. For the for the semifinals, so that happens the same day as the as the finals, which is different than how the tournament set up these days.
1: Yeah, I, I talked about this on previous episodes. I would, okay, sir. No, no, it's fine. No, like I, I think it's a good point <laughs> to bring up that like I think the, the the semifinals should be. I think they should bring back the semifinals. Now it's just like top point getter of A block, top point getter of B block meet in the you know in, in, on the last day, and it's, that's the only G one match you have. I would prefer we have 2 semifinals and then get rid of a lot of the undercard stuff that just has no meaning and that it just takes up space. And then we're all there waiting for the finals. We don't care about Bullet Club versus like Taguchi Japan in an eight-man tag match. I I don't care about any of this stuff. So, you know, I don't want to, I didn't, I didn't need to sit through like, The Young Bucks and Marty's Girl defending their six-man tag team titles that I don't give a shit about against I don't remember who. And I was there live. I don't remember who they they fought, even if they defended those titles. I think they did, but anyways. Uh, (laughs) Anyways, yes, it's the same thing. How do you
0: feel about Bullet Club again? I forget.
1: Oh, I hate them. I hate the Bullet Club with a passion, with every fiber of my being. I like individual members of the Bullet Club. I like Taiji Shimori. I, I like Robbie Eagles. I not I'm kind of, you know, so so on El Fantasmo. I think he's kind of a
0: dickhead. In, right. like, legit. Uh and I mean you're else... you're talking about you're talking about guys now, I mean, is that is that really Bullet Club? Those are like fifth generation Bullet Club guys, like two times removed from well,
1: it's like
0: Yeah, I went there.
1: You know? No, no, it's yeah, it's like what? It's like NWO Hollywood, isn't it? <laughs> All the stars have left. Like I'm sorry, Jay White is not he's a star but he's not a star on the level of like you know kenny omega or aj styles or even like you know prince devitt when he was in yeah. there and like granted jay white won the title prince prince devitt never won the title but i would say he was a bigger he was an organically pushed star prince devitt to where he became, he was gonna win the title if he stayed i truly believe that but anyways i'm i'm not a fan of the Bullet club no uh let's talk about shinsuke nakamura his semifinals was against his eternal rival Hiroshi Tanahashi, and he beat Tanahashi. Obviously, but uh, interestingly enough, he he beat him with the boomerang, and he legit fractured Tanahashi's orbital bone in this match, uh, which later forced Tanahashi to vacate the IWGP title because he was the champion at the time.
0: Yeah, and uh, I think this is really like the building of chaos at this point. No. Which is a faction that ten years later is still on top of the heap, really in uh, New Japan.
1: Can I just say to be to be you know completely fair to to the Bullet Club, I I am not a big fan of any of the factions anymore. I I would be happy if they just did away completely with the with chaos, with Suzuki Gun, with the Bullet Club. Los Ingobernables de Japón can can stay because it's it works as a five or six person unit now. That that's fine. It's just these right. unwieldy teams that have nothing to do with each other. They're just kind of thrown together. I think to freshen things up, if you if you took people out of all the, the the factions and like mix them up in like smaller units, that would be a lot more preferable to me. Or just tag teams, or they just have a loose association without having to be under the same banner.
0: I mean, having these undercards where you, you can get all these guys on matches of like five on five or like four on four. It's a easy way to do it with these factions right and it kind of still keeps the factions functional um and has a reason for most of these guys teaming up right it's it's the times when you have like tanahashi and like kojima and you're like uh how come you guys are hanging out what's going on
1: yeah no i i like kind of like the what we call the hondai the regular army that they can face each other but they can but they can still team each other against with each other against other factions but you know, because they're
0: barely no mates, right? They don't have any friends, so they don't hang well, out.
1: Well, yeah, they all hang out. They all go drinking, <laughs> eat, eating, drinking together, going to like you know, like all you can eat Korean barbecue restaurants. All that stuff is, is happening. We just don't get to see it necessarily. But um, so we, now we reach to the finals, which is now, of course, Togi Makabe and Shinsuke Nakamura, and this is just like another chapter in their like kind of heated rivalry that had started uh, throughout uh, 2008. It has moved into 2009, and now we are set for the finals. So let's get to the match itself, Mike. So as the video starts on New Japan World, we see Shinsuke Nakamura coming out. Uh, we should note that Tokyo Makabe has already had his entrance. So New Japan World felt like, well, we don't have to show Makabe's entrance. But it's the-
0: also the music rights, right? Well, for yeah, Makabe. with, uh,
1: with immigration, Immigrant Song from Led Zeppelin. Yeah, yeah but they, they have the like, the like the, the piped-in music that they could do as well, and there's they don't own the rights to a lot of the music for like these wrestlers from like previous G1s like they'll just mute it out like a lot okay. of times so i don't think that's necessarily the issue i think the length of the match for them maybe was like okay let's just start from nakamura's entrance so i mean you, half of this
0: video is like sorry just not to cut you off but uh, half of this video ends up being like the post match stuff
1: yeah it, we'll get to that but yeah it, it's, it's 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 like a 30 minutes it says 30 minutes on, on, the time, on the time monitor on New Japan World, but like about 12 of that is just basically the, the post-match, in the ring and then in the back. But yeah. I want to make a big point about like Nakamura's theme. It's called Subconscious. That's his theme in New Japan for wrestling. I prefer this so much more to his WWE theme, and I don't dislike his WWE theme. I just like this one a
0: lot more. Now this is kind of the start of the King of Strong style around this period, correct?
1: Yes, this is this is before he goes full Michael Jackson, though. So I don't think yeah. he did his big Mexico excursion yet, where he's going to come back and he's got the, the 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 leather vest, the red leather vest, his like you know his kind of like armband things. He, he's not doing that yet yet, and he hasn't got the crazy haircut yet. So no, but not... he's
0: kind of changed his style a bit, though, at this point, no? Than, say, when he was wrestling Lesnar?
1: Well, he, he was training with Lesnar, actually. Yeah. In, in, the, no, in but... the United States. So that's why you see him, like, before he's kind of, like, like flabby. And then he got toned up yeah. a lot more, like, post right. going to, to his excursion. I, I believe it was in the United States. And part of that was, like, hanging out with Brock Lesnar and, and training with him to, like, add muscle
0: mass to his frame. So, let's get to the match.
1: Let's get to the match. Both
0: of them let's get to the match. <laughs> That's there what people go. are here to listen to, right? <laughs>
1: That's exactly. So. Okay, so like I said, Makabe is already in the ring. Uh, Nakamura, like I said before, he's a big heel. So he's getting booed by the crowd. And Makabe is getting all the cheers. They're clearly behind him. He's the big baby face in this match. Uh, as I said before, his head is all bandaged up. Uh, he grabs the mic before the match starts. And he tells Nakamura, basically he's saying to him, you get rid of... Uh, who is in the corner? Yano. You get rid of Yano, Yano yeah. and because he's worried about him interfering, I'll get rid of Hanma. You know who's in Makabe's corner, and then Nakamura's like, "Okay, okay." Tells he tells Yano go to the back.
0: Makabe tells. And at this uh, point, Hanma, Yano wasn't like a. Yano was not a comedy character, correct?
1: No, he he tried his hand at trying to be a serious wrestler. It oh. didn't really work out too well for him, so. I think he's more effective as the kind of goofy comedy guy. It's a nice little change of pace. I used to hate it, but now I can, I can appreciate, like, he adds something different to, to the shows. And I, I find him very charming now, so it, it doesn't bother me as
0: much. Um, Are you softening in your old age? Is that what this is? That, really? might
1: be, that might be it, too. That could easily be it <laughs> as well. So both, both seconds go to the back. Uh, there's a big Maccabee call. Like And like, you can tell this crowd just wants him to win. I think getting his ass handed to him by Sugiara and getting made a bloody mess by him really <laughs> added the sympathy factor into this match for Makabe. Um We start the match and, you know, I got to say, I was really shocked. Makabe is actually wrestling in this match. It's,
0: it's a real tentative start. I really liked it in that both guys are kind of just, just feeling each other out. Right. And it really adds weight to what, winning this match means i think and there is there's legit like chain wrestling and uh mat wrestling in it
1: yeah there's hold reversals yeah oh yeah i can't i forgot that Macave is actually a good wrestler (laughs) all he does now is just punch people in the head uh i get it
0: i get it i get a timeout here and one of the reasons why i wanted to choose this one is one i just arbitrarily picked uh the birth the birth year for my first daughter and secondly is like i really like Makabe. i still really like Makabe. and there's something about him and looking at him you know 10 years ago compared to to where he is now and and what he's up to you know and what his position is on the card uh don't don't sell this guy short i mean he still has you know a couple good matches every g1 for sure like really good
1: matches. when he's motivated he has, yeah and, and
0: it yeah. depends who he's against too right
1: yeah he he's A wrestler that I say, you know, he's a wrestler that
0: works to his push,
1: you know? If he's in a meaningless six-man tag, he's not really going to, like, kill himself, nor should he,
0: you know? No, and he's also, like, let's be honest, the dude's, like, over 40 now, right?
1: Yeah. So. Like, not all single matches you're going to get with him are going to be great. But when when he's in there and he knows he's getting a, a bit of a push, he's getting a bit of a spotlight. Could be for the Never title, could be for the tag team title. He's, he's going to try to work hard. Not against Gorillas of Destiny, because that tag team title match him and Yano had against, you know, Tamatanga and Tangaloa was the absolute shits. But usually...
0: No, but he, you, he still might get a main event match during one of the G1 nights, right?
1: Yeah, it, it's it's definitely a possibility. He's a big celebrity here in Japan. Like, people love the fact that he loves eating kick. You know? <laughs> it's it's his it's his <laughs> celebrity shtick. If you didn't know this already, Mike. there's If you take it... Makabe cake in Jutsu. In You'll probably see a lot of his appearances on uh, variety shows.
0: I actually follow Makabe on Twitter just because I love to see him eating stuff. It makes me very happy. And it's it's kind of like, you know, a a different side i guess of the dude compared to what his personality is as a wrestler you know he when he's eating and just taking pictures of himself eating like sweets it's like he's just he's having a good time
1: he has probably laid this into a successful television career outside of wrestling let me tell you that
0: so where would you how would you compare makabe to someone in north american pop culture like because i know seeing him on like variety shows or you know things like that like but he's a pro wrestler who eats cake. Like, what are we talking about?
1: No, I mean... What's,
0: what's your measuring stick that you can compare it, him to?
1: Why do we need a measuring stick? He's unique, you know? He's I, just I, unique. <laughs> I I can't think... Like, he's unique even in Japan, you know? I suppose is trying to parlay his love of bread into a similar thing, possibly. I don't know. Okay. but But I don't really see too many, you know, wrestlers in in mainstream wrestling, like, talk, in America or Canada, like, talking about, yeah... I'm going to go eat some hamburgers right now. Uh, I, I'm only like a five guys burger kind of a guy or whatever. Right?
0: <laughs> so when you say he's, he's a pretty big celebrity, like, are we talking people at your that you work with would know him yes. as like a wrestler who eats cake. Okay.
1: Yes. I, I, I tell people at work, like I'll tell new students I get every year. Oh yeah. One of my hobbies is watching Japanese wrestling. They say, well, who do you like? And I say, oh, I like you uh, need Japan for wrestling. And they say, Oh, do you know Toki Makabe? And sometimes okay, these, are these are women. These are women. Most of his cake-eating fans are women. Not men. They're, they're usually Got women. It. So, anyways. <laughs> these Back are good to goes. the match, as they Back say. Back to the match. But don't don't, don't <laughs> be shy about like having timeouts, Mike. It's, it's fine. It adds to the, the history. We're, we're adding context to this match. Exactly. Uh, so we start. We continue the match with a strike exchange that begins between uh, Makabe and Nakamura. And Nakamura quickly uh, gains the upper hand in that. Uh, Nak- Nakamura then rips off the big bandage on Makabe's head, as well as the little small bandage covering and the actual cut. And what an asshole. I just thought, oh, you, you are an asshole. You're going to make this guy bleed. And then he just and- rips into him. You know, big booze for this, too.
0: Fans were totally booing him. Like as soon as this happened, like really booing him, really booing Nakamura.
1: And you can start seeing that that Makabe is bleeding again. <laughs> and just just to complete the assholeness of this, Nakamura kicks him right in the forehead. Which yes, I was brutal. Oh, dude, that sucks. I've had a cut on my head. You know, it does not okay. feel good. You know, like if you just touch it, it, it hurts. I can't imagine getting legit kicked in the head by Shisuke Nakamura into the cut on your forehead. That's, oh. that's pretty sizable considering all the amount of blood that would come out.
0: No. So, a few years ago at a Ring of Honor show at the Glorious Ted Reverein in Toronto, uh, Nakamura was there, right? And I, you know, I, w- I went up and I like, you know, shook his hand and I'm like, this dude is as big as me and I'm 6'1 and like 225. And then, like, he is a large man, Makabe, or Sorry, Nakamura. So getting kicked in the head, legit kicked in the head by him, would not be a good experience.
1: No, and he's... And he's, like, you know, he he knows how to kick people, you know? Yes. So (laughs) it it sucks. So Nakamura continues to work over the cut in the uh, the head, as well as uh, low-kicking Makabe's left leg. Uh, Nakamura's Mm -hmm. control segment consists primarily of a variety of kicks and punches to Makabe's forehead. Mostly people will do, like, a chin-lock, Armbar, leg locks, or no, just punch it, kick it, pound in his cut. It's great. I love it. You know, I gotta say the start of the match was a. I felt a little slow, but we get to this point, and my god, and I like the start. I just like, oh, it's a little change of pace, but we get right into it really quickly with the cut in in head. Uh, Makavey keeps getting knocked out, knocked down, and getting back up, and the fans are really rallying behind this like his his fighting spirit is on
0: display here mike yeah he's just telling nakamura to bring it
1: yeah and then he starts punching down again yeah yeah he starts punching nakamura and the crowd's yelling every time he connects they yell yeah yeah it's great the the atmosphere in in simo hall is absolutely fantastic uh uh, hits nakamura with a series of clotheslines and then a big northern light suplex uh, Nakamura then blocks a German suplex attempt from Makabe with back elbows and hits his like, I don't know how to describe this, like he's in a back suplex position and he but he flips over his opponent so they land like chest first on behind Nakamura. I forget the name of this move, I'm not a
0: name move. It's heard. almost like an exploder, no? Uh,
1: no, it's kind of a back, it's like a back suplex like that you would see like guys in all Japan do, except he's flipping his opponent over so they land on their chest and face. So yeah. it's it's one of his signature moves. I get I can't remember the name of it because I don't have Wikipedia in front of me right now. Uh, which th- they took out all the move names anyway, so it would be kind of useless to go to Wikipedia. Uh, Nakamura gets out of a power bomb attempt only to get waylaid by a huge lariat. I I'm a big fan of Makabe's lariats, Mike. I don't know where you rate his
0: Um They're pretty great. Like you get him and Ishii in the ring. It's it's a it's a good lariat night.
1: And, and you know, like with his lariats, you also get, you know, the occasional fuck you and the double fingers yeah. <laughs> as well. Not everyone does that. And I, I'm pretty sure he's been told to stop doing that from President Harold May, but I, I'm sure he doesn't care. So he keeps doing it. So let, let's see, where am I here? Uh, uh, Nakamura uh, counters a second lariat attempt from Makabe with a flipping armbar. But then yeah. Makabe slips out of that and drives the side of his boot straight into Nakamura's face. This was fucking awesome. Do, do you recall this segment of the, of the match, Mike?
0: No, it was. And I was, I've was i actually got it here. Just like kicks, dot, 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 dot on my notes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, Nakamura kicks uh, at uh, Makabe's right arm, which his arm bar uh, did a lot of damage to. He goes for yes. another arm bar. The crowd is hot. Uh, and this arm bar, this one's... Absolutely beautiful. Nakamura's form is just incredible. And here at this point, the announcers in Japanese are calling that maybe a ref sock match might happen because Makabe's in this really painful looking armbar mic.
0: Yep, and he won't tap out. He won't tap out. He's struggling to get to the ropes or get out.
1: He's channeling the spirit of Jimmy Page and Robert Plant. In this match, you know, he's doing it for all the, the immigrants in that song. You know, that's what he's doing it for. So he's not tapping out. Uh, the crowd is chanting for Makabe and he's able to reach the ropes. Big pop there. Uh, Nakamura regains control and hits a tiger suplex for two. It's not too often. We see a tiger suplex from Shizuke Nakamura, Mike.
0: No, definitely uh, not in Vince's uh, company. That's for no, sure. definitely not. Uh, he
1: then hits the landslide. I do, the, do know the name of this. For a two count, there's a big Makabe call from the crowd. Uh, He then goes for Nakamura goes for a bomaé to the back of Makabe's head, which uh, the crowd boos. And I gotta think, oh dude, oh poor Makabe got the bomaé to the back of the head. Uh, uh, Makabe blocks a second bomaé attempt to his face. This time, this is by his by his forearms, right? With his with his hands and forearms. And, then yes. he, and this is the part I really like of the sequence. He gets up and he wallops Nakamura. And I wrote down "wallops" him yeah. in the face with a Polish hammer. Yes, I, I'm a big fan of a good Polish hammer, Mike. I don't know about you. <laughs> it's like you know, not not you know. That's a signature move of, of course, Polish power. Ivan Putski and and now, uh, Toki Makabe. Uh, and then he hit, and he follows up with another Polish hammer to Nakamura's face. This is great. To uh, his face, yes. <laughs> this is like his receipt to Nakamura for all yeah. the, all the kicks to his face. Uh, Makabe then proceeds to compress Nakamura's head into the mat with a sick-looking German suplex for a two count. I popped when I saw this, Mike.
0: This is not a pretty match. This is like a real serious brawl, this match. And I was thinking about watching it the first time, and I was like, this seems like a little short th- for like a G1 final. And then I'm like, they kicked the crap out of each other. Like literally kicked the crap out of each other during this match.
1: Oh, they're, they're, they got, you know, like, you know, I'll talk about the t- the, the, the match time at the end. But, I mean, they, they yeah. got f- to fit as much as they can into this match. That's not that, true. Not that it's a short match, but y- you would think the amount of damage that they're doing to each other they've been they've been fighting for like 25 minutes. Uh I think we're at the maybe the 7 like 15 minute mark at this point. Yes. Um from there we see Nakamura is sitting on the top rope and then uh Makabe goes for the spider german which is spider basically, german. you know, so Nakamura is facing towards the crowd. He's not he's away from the ring. And so on the but, top
0: top of the rope top rope and he's uh facing the post right
1: yes and so makabe's the the spider german for people who might not know basically the person performing the move will hook their legs into the top and bottom and second ropes and then german suplex their opponent from the top rope onto the floor and if you think it sounds painful just watch how this is done it is a very very painful looking move and i'm sure a very painful feeling move as well uh where am i here sorry just finding my notes again uh uh yeah, so uh, Nakamura is blocking these attempts to get German suplex, obviously. But you know, Makabe says, yeah, fuck you!" And he rams Nakamura's head right into the post, <laughs> and then he hits the big Spider German. And at this point, Mike, like, crowd's already hot, but they're going nuts now. At this point,
0: yes, because they for they, sure.
1: they smell the finish of this match. Um, well, the Spider
0: German is a big is a big spot for uh, for Makabe, right?
1: It's it's like like it would be like move number two. In, like, Bret Hart's, what, Six Moves of Doom? <laughs> yeah.
0: It's the one right, it's right before setting up the sharpshooter. But we're not getting a sharpshooter, guys. No, not, no, 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 we're
1: getting a sever. What we get is a King Kong knee drop. So it's a knee drop that Makabe performs from the top rope to the back of Shisuke Nakamura's head.
0: Who's, who's on his knees at this point, right? Yeah,
1: and I'm like, okay, you can finish him here. Nope. Nope. Nope.
0: Not yet. Back to so the also top. Also, King Kong knee drop. Actually, hold. The top. King Kong knee drop is uh, what a Bruiser Brody's finishing moves, correct? Yeah,
1: yeah. Because he's a big.
0: He's you know.
1: <laughs> most of his act is a big homage to Bruiser Brody, who is one of his yes. heroes. Yeah. So, for those of you who
0: don't know out there, Makabe with the chain song is Bruiser B, and the same finishing move. That's right. And then,
1: so Makabe goes back to the top for another uh, King Kong knee drop. This time to Nakamura's what looks like his throat. And like, oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then thankfully, one, two,
0: two, three.
1: three. Yeah. So uh that's finished the match. Toki Makabe is your winner of the two thousand and nine G One climax. Deserved win, I felt, uh, for the beating he took at the hands of Takashi Seguira alone in the semifinals. But having this really fun, fun match with Shinsuke Nakamura and Kudos to Nakamura. He he really brought it in this match as well. But um after the match we see um uh Nogami, the Japanese commentator who's always getting his clothes torn off by Takashi Izuka before he retires. Yes. Uh, he's interviewing a bloody mess of Makabe, uh who also has his right arm in a sling. I thought that was just a great visual. Like he just survived this war and he's yeah, like he's
0: bandaged up, he's got the sling, got the sling on, right? The sling
1: on's great. And then, you know, they're talking about this and that. Uh, I'm not going to translate what they talked about. It's not easy for me to translate directly into Japanese, into English. Uh, But then we move back into the backstage interview. And like you made this point before, Mike, earlier that (laughs) like I'm going to say these are like almost like 12, 13 minutes in total, these these post-match interviews. I'm just like, why are you including this into? Well,
0: I thought when I set it up and I to watch it the first time on New Japan World, it was like, I, th- I thought it was 38 minutes. I'm like, oh man, this is going to be this is gonna be something interesting. And then I'm like halfway through the 38 minutes, the match is over. And I'm not sure like my Japanese is zero. So I couldn't tell you what anyone, w- what Makabe was saying afterwards. But um, for those people who are kind of used to watching like, uh, like a 35, 45 minute, maybe G1 final. This is something different, I yeah, thought.
1: This, the match time for this was 18 minutes and 29 seconds. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's about average, but usually we get about, you know, 25 minimum these days. For for, for, a, final. for a final? Yeah, for a final.
0: Or right. maybe longer. Sometimes
1: it depends on, like, the, the participants, what story they want to tell. Things yeah. like that, yeah. So usually the winner of the uh, G1 Climax, um, would not it wasn't a necessarily thing you don't you don't know the briefcase at this point, denoting that the the winner of the G1 will go to the Tokyo Dome on January fourth and the following year to get the main event title shot. But um, like I said before, like Tanahashi got his orbital bro, orbital bone broken by Nakamura with the Bomaye so he had to relinquish the title. So they had a rematch, uh, Nakamura and Makabe, on September twenty seventh to determine the new IWGP champion. And guess who won that match, Mike? Knock.
0: Nakamura.
1: Nakamura. So <laughs> you would think that Makave might win, but this was not his time to win the IWGP title. That would be a couple of years later. He did eventually get a title reign with the, the <laughs> IWGP heavyweight title, but it wouldn't be in 2009. Uh, yeah, so... Any final thoughts about this particular match before we move on to the trivia section of the show, Mike? Uh,
0: I kind of love... I love the idea of the trophies of uh, New Japan. You know, winning winning the trophy, not necessarily the title shot, but going through it and, and just completing that tournament as, like, uh, an accomplishment on its own. Yeah, um, but, but like,
1: I, I like the 5 million yen check, that giant check that they give the winner.
0: <laughs> uh I do like both of these guys a lot. Uh, I'm, you know, I, I think Nakamura in, in WWE is is a different animal than he was in uh, in New Japan for sure. More power to him. I'm sure Vince is giving him a nice paycheck uh, every two weeks or every year, whatever it might be. But uh, you know, go back and, and watch some of this guy's stuff in New Japan if you haven't seen it. It's uh, it's pretty amazing.
1: Wait, do, do you do you think they're getting paid
0: yearly? I don't know.
1: I don't know what they're <laughs> when, Whatever they're checking, getting, I have no idea. I
0: would assume Who they're getting knows
1: paid what Vince does? I assume they're getting paid monthly. You
0: plus, think it's monthly?
1: Uh, probably their downside, plus they got to get paid for the house shows they work, plus any merch they sell. I'm sure Nakamura's not selling any merch anymore.
0: No, I haven't seen a Nakamura t-shirt in a long time on anyone, that's for sure. It's funny because when he when he first showed up in NXT and, and he made it the main roster, but you know there's such a buzz about him, right? And it's it's completely died off.
1: Yeah, I think that heel turn was actually the worst thing to happen to him. You know, even though it's like a, I don't know about
0: that, but I mean, don't they have not done nothing with the guy, right?
1: No, well, it's, it's I think he just lost faith. Like Vince McMahon just lost faith in him because oh, you didn't get over in your match with AJ. Kudos to Nakamura. He, he got the he got he got. The main event with AJ at WrestleMania. Yeah, he's got that on his resume. I'm sure that makes him happy. Uh If I'm him, and and they say, do you want to sign another three years, five years? I mean, he, I don't, I forget. He's probably he's in his 40s now. Yep, pretty if, if early. They're, if they're doubling his his contract, like his downside, I if I'm him, just take it, dude. Just take it. You're 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 just gonna get banged up in New Japan. I don't think New Japan would pay him double. Of what his downside is, because if they could pay his original downside, he would have stayed. That's what I feel. You,
0: you think know. so? You don't? Uh, you don't think that he wanted to do that? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, does he really care about working for Vince? I have no idea. Is it, or is it the money?
1: I think part or of the it, opportunity is, to surf. The opportunity to surf. He can surf in Japan, dude. He can just go to Hawaii. Come so on. So glad to when, uh, uh, I don't know. I will say, I think part of it was like a challenge to himself, definitely, definitely. Yeah. But I also think that. If New Japan offered him, like, a better financial deal, he would have stayed. I I do believe that. Because, like, it's a a big ask to, you know, ask your family to move to the United States from Japan. And and uproot. His kids have to go to school learning English now. Or unless he's paying for a private Japanese school for his kids. That's entirely possible. But, you know what I mean? And then, after he's done WWE, he's got to then uproot his family and move back which is what kenta did he was in the wb for five years and like he has two sons if you ever saw the documentary about him in joining the uh the andre the giant battle royal that one wrestlemania right so he's got two young sons and now they've spent five years in the american educational system and now they gotta go back to japan and 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 learn and back to that system which is kind of jarring like the the like the school systems of of Japan is very different from what you would see happen in either Canada or America. So, I mean, it's kudos to them. Uh, kudos the to those kids. kids for, yeah, you know. kudos to those kids. Like, I'm sure they picked up a ton of English that will serve them very well in the future if they keep their English studies up when they you know when they get into university and they go get try to get jobs. Even if they you know maybe they decide to join their father in the wrestling business, if they're bilingual, it's a it's a big plus in their columns. But any kind of job that they want, you know, in the future, if, if they keep their English and they're, they're fluent in Japanese, big, 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 uh, you know, it's a good thing for them. Kenta at least got something out of that going to the WB for his kids, at least. But, <laughs> but let's move on to the, uh, the trivia part. So I'm going to ask you three pop culture questions, Mike, from August of 2009. What, is, what is the number one song on the
0: Billboard Hot 100? Oh man, you're kidding me, right? Nope. Give me a clue. Give me a clue. Uh,
1: it's a group. Uh, okay. They're, uh, they're they're kind of hip hop ish. <laughs> they're they're kind,
0: they're kind of hip hop ish. Yeah. Well, is I,
1: well, I don't know. Like, there's singing involved too, as long as well as like you know rapping and stuff.
0: Uh, from 2009, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a hard pass. I had a probably a six month daughter like. Six month old daughter at this point. I have no idea what's so on number one top and billboard right now. Go, hit me. Alright,
1: so it's uh I Got a Feeling by the Black Eyed Piece. Okay. Okay. Number one album, you wanna just take a stab in the dark? It's a female artist. Uh, Adele. Not Adele. I th- <laughs> think this one's American. Yeah. Hit me. Uh Here We Go Again by Demi Lovato. Okay. Yeah. Uh
0: what's... I think Brayden's a big Demi Lovato fan, no? Am I uh, am I wrong?
1: If it's a woman, he's a big fan. Ouch! Uh, Number one movie in the box office, August of 2009. It's a toy property.
0: It's a toy property, 2009. I want to say it was Toy Story 3, but I think I'm wrong.
1: It's a toy property that you and I probably, I think, both like.
0: Transformers? The other one. G.I. Joe? G.I. Joe. Did you see that in the theaters?
1: The Rise of Cobra? Yes, I did. What was
0: the it se- was the second one or the first one?
1: I saw both in the
0: theater. Oh man,
1: <laughs> I like GI Joe. What, what can I say? I was like, you know, who directed the first one? That was Steven Summers who made the, the first two Mummy movies. And I thought, okay, I could give him a chance. Those were good. I like the Mummy. I like they were
0: okay.
1: Van Helsing was shit. He made Van Helsing as well with Hugh
0: Jackman. No, Van Helsing was terrible. That was, ter- that was terrible. I went to go see that dead. in the theater because you. I, uh, I don't know if you remember this. I'm a huge Universal Monsters fan, right? And we went to go see Van Helsing in the theater, and people were laughing, like laughing at the end when um, who was the who was the female lead in that?
1: Uh, uh is it Kate Beckinsale?
0: Yes, and they like her. Her image appears in the clouds, and the audience like lost it. We're like howling about how cheesy it was.
1: Yeah, Stephen Summers, very hit and miss director. Um, Mostly miss mostly missed but he made he made the first Bummy movie that's a fun movie he it's made that fun. he made that sea monster movie with treat williams uh what was it called like where they the, he's like a salvager he goes to this cruise ship and there's like a sea monster in there deep six or something i forget the name of that that movie like people are gonna be like oh it stars
0: treat williams
1: just go look up stephen summers movie treat williams uh, uh, you, yeah, I don't know. Did you watch G.I. Joe, Mike?
0: I watched the first one. I did not see the second one.
1: The S- second one's okay. It has The Rock in it, you know? Uh, I mean,
0: The Rock's in everything. Come on, he's in uh, Tooth Fairy. Yeah, he- Deep... Uh, I believe it's Deep Rising is the movie you're talking Deep about. Deep Rising, yeah. Tree Williams. Let me ask. Yes. Let me check. Deep. Deep
1: Rising. Yes. Go see okay. That's a fun movie. It's a fun sea monster movie. I-, I actually quite enjoyed that movie. All right, let's move to wrestling trivia. I won't ask you who the IWGP Heavyweight Champion was because we know it. Because we It's Tanahashi. It's 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 who were the uh, IWCP Tag Team Champions? And I'm going to give you a clue. This is the time when they were working with TNA. New Japan was. So it's it's a TNA act that hold the IWGP Tag Team titles at this point.
0: Uh Team 3D. Not Team 3D. Ah, oh, come on. Are you sure?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. i'm I'm stumped
1: it's so the one of them's retired the other is the nwa world heavyweight champion
0: uh right now the nwa world heavyweight champion yes he's the nwa
1: champion as of this recording
0: uh i don't know who his partner was who's
1: who's the one i'm talking about that
0: um (laughs) Mr. Mickey James. Um, what's Aldis. his name? Yeah, Nick Aldis. Right. At this yeah. point,
1: he's known as Brutus Magnus, later changed to just Magnus. Ah, okay. At the time, his partner was Doug Williams, and they were the British Invasion. Okay. Uh, who is the IWGP, Junior Heavyweight Champion? He has a mask, Mike.
0: He has a mask? I was going to say it was David Richards at this point, but I'm wrong, aren't I? Um...
1: Unless Davey Richards was wearing a mask, no. The only time he wore a mask was when he held up that independent promotion. What?
0: Was it? (laughs) Uh, Is it my youngest, one of my youngest favorite wrestlers? Uh, Who's your
1: youngest favorite wrestler?
0: Is it Jushin Thunder Liger? No, it's not Jushin Thunder Liger.
1: It's his regular regular tag team partner, Mike.
0: Who is is Liger's regular tag team partner in 2000?
1: It's Tiger Mask.
0: Tiger Tiger Mask. Mask. The Which fourth, one? The, the, the fourth the, one? The
1: current one, the fourth incarnation of Tiger Mask. Okay. Who is the Tiger Mask whose identity is very closely guarded secret, even to this day? We know first, number one is Satoru Sayama. Number two is Misawa right. Misawa. Number three is Kochi Kanemoto. But we do not know who is behind the mask of Tiger Mask now. Number four. Really? We don't. No, no one knows. No one knows. It's, his, his identity is actually a very closely guarded secret. You know, I've never heard his name spoken. In like even like wrestling insider circles, you know, so that's
0: that's kind of crazy in this day and age,
1: no? It it is, yeah. I guess it, it shows you how important kayfabe still is to to a large extent in in Japan.
0: Um, and how long how long has he been Tiger Mask as of? I mean, more than ten years now. But oh god, like he started in the nineties. Okay,
1: I'm gonna say just for so, argument's sake, like say '94. <laughs> so, wow, like oh yeah, pretty long time over you know he's the longest incarnation of this gimmick um okay. let's move to all japan pro wrestling who is the triple crown champion
0: at this time you, in 2009 no idea
1: no idea it's, it, it's i'm gonna be honest
0: mm-hmm. yeah maybe
1: okay it's it was, uh, yoshihiro takayama who you know unfortunately uh suffered the, the ring accident he be he you know, i think he's a paraplegic now it's but you know he's he's recovering slowly but surely and you know the hope is one day he'll be able to, you know, get up with the, with the use of a walker and be able to move most of his limbs. But, you know, anytime I go to an independent show, it, it, you know, like an, like that's not in Japan or, or whatever, and like I'll see sometimes a, one of the wrestlers who's not wrestling holding a box that has a don- it's a donation box for his hospital fund. So usually I try to go over there. If I see someone with that box, I, I'll drop in about like, you know, a thousand yen, which is about ten bucks. I okay. uh, he's he's provided so much for me. As a fan, I, it's the least I can do. So, um, and unfortunately, I haven't gone to any of the, the benefit shows that they call uh, uh, Takayama Mania. I, I would like to go to those and and then you know buy some merchandise to support him even more. Hasn't happened yet, but that's one of my goals. It's on my bucket list to go to a Takayama Mania for you know benefit show for. Yoshihiro Takayama here. Uh, let's now
0: Minoru to- Suzuki is a big propo- proponent for this, right? Correct.
1: Oh well, they're big fans. They're, they're big. They're big friends with each other. So yeah, they, he, he promotes a lot of stuff for uh, Takayama's hospital fund. Um, let's move to Pro Wrestling Noah. Who is the GHC Heavyweight Champion?
0: And you are like, give me all the hard ones. Who is the GHC champion, which is the main belt in uh, Noah at this point, right? And yes. at Uh, 2009. Mirafuji?
1: It's not Mirafuji. It's someone who came after him. In terms of like training in the dojo. Got me. It's Go Shiozaki.
0: Go Shiozaki, okay.
1: Okay. Final one, and this should be easy for you, Mike. Who is the WWE champion? At this time. Not the world heavyweight champion. In August
0: of two thousand and nine? Yes. <laughs> Trips? Not Trips tri- is always the champ, no?
1: Nope. Not no, nah, he's usually the world heavyweight champion at this point, isn't he? Uh
0: it's a dark period of two thousand and nine. You got you got like three likely candidates. It's either okay. maybe four at at edge orton uh trips or cena
1: okay so it's one of those four definitely <laughs> it's it's the one who likes to use women's bags as a as a as a ah oh, gross
0: it's uh captain boring himself randy orton
1: that's right is that your new name for him
0: captain boring. Uh, i mean he's, he's there's not a lot of fans of randy orton in this household let's say that <laughs> I can my that. oldest, my oldest daughter does the uh, the Randy Orton pose uh, to annoy me.
1: <laughs> uh, I've never met your daughters. I, I like them already.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of making fun of dad. Yeah,
1: you know, you know, in a previous episode, I I talked about the uh, the story of SummerSlam, which which was which year was that that we went to with uh, Orton and Benoit. And, Burton, told, Benoit, and I told the story of the the fan who sat in your seat when you went to get a beer and told and said i said hey my friend's just getting a beer he'll be back soon that's he's taken he's like don't worry i'm gonna to run in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wonder what happened to that guy i think he got arrested for trespassing <laughs> do you think he got the shit kicked out of him
1: Yes, because he almost fucked up J- JBL's angle. Cause, so what this guy ended up doing... By the way, for those of you who want to know it, this, is, this story is going to be on episode 14, which hasn't hit yet. It's not going to hit for a while. But 2004, I talk about this story in full. on that. We're not going to go into full details, but what, what he ended up doing was he's, he's trying to do a run-in. He's getting chased by security, and he jumps up top of JBL's limo, which is gimmick. The roof is gimmick, and you are watching this.
0: Right? It was JBL versus Undertaker, if I remember <laughs> it's, correctly. It was a horrible match,
1: yeah. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and he's jumping up and down. And as I recall, like, help me out here, Mike. He almost breaks, he almost goes through the roof, right? And, and destroys, the, is potentially going to destroy the whole angle at the end of that match.
0: I think there's uh, like a, a fake, uh, like a fake sunroof or something like that. Is that right? Or is the whole roof just giving? I forget, but I got to tell you, I haven't watched that match since we were there i don't blame you
1: Uh, that memory that memory is burned in my mind uh don't worry i'm not staying long i'm gonna do a run-in all right dude and lo and behold he 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 was right he did a run-in bless his heart he actually made that match more exciting
0: well because you knew something was happening
1: wasn't the show you and i almost got like incinerated by booker t's pyro (laughs)
0: <laughs> if I, I think we got tickets really late for that show, so we ended up sitting pretty close to the like the entrance slash stage at that point.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, I just remember being feeling like really suntanned after Booker T made his entrance.
0: Yeah, we were. I think we were almost like right in line with the uh, stage, and that was in the days when um, the stages were not the same as your Raw and SmackDown. They would actually do different setups for the pay-per-views.
1: Yeah, so it's 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 a lot different now, but that's that was like, god, was, again, that's like 19, no that's not 19, that's 2004. No, 2000. 15 years ago yeah. Mike, we we were at a wrestling uh, show 15 years ago. We did I a probably lot of did
0: shows. not have I I didn't have gray hair then, I don't think, but now it's a different story. You know, I, yeah, I we have been we have been to a lot of wrestling shows, that's true. It's it's, it's funny, like uh yeah,
1: usually we are we're at Ted Reeve, we're at uh, St. John's Hall.
0: <laughs> St. John's Hall. <laughs> We've we've been to a lot. I mean, we've been to uh, some place in Buffalo a couple of times to go see Ring of Honor before. So
1: with I think with Dan the Mafalavrensky and and yes. John, I was there with our my friend Rob Conway, who you you would remember, I think. Yep. And I think that <laughs> I think there was one. I think it was in Buffalo. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like after the show, we see like those UWA guys, like Darkstone and his buddies. Which yep. show? And then they kick Darkstone. He, so Darkstone is an independent wrestler, by the way. His gimmick is that he's nice a magician. guy. He's a magician, nice but yeah, he's a nice guy. I don't have a problem with him. But like he he, he cosplays added... at Expo. Yeah, shirtless a lot in his underwear. Yeah,
0: as as either Namor or Silver Surfer.
1: My favorite. He's he's on Silver Surfer. My favorite was like uh, Infinite Crisis, Superboy. <laughs> that was a good one but he had a tendency to annoy his friends who who would tell me that he's annoying to them but they kicked him out of the car and then they drove off
0: in like west buffalo or something like that maybe maybe one of the tonawandas i'm not sure i don't remember where it was
1: like 11 p.m at night and he's from toronto so i like i said to rob because rob's driving i go you want to give him a ride rob's like nope okay ouch ouch and i think i said to you because i think you were driving i think i said mike you gonna give him a ride i think you said yeah probably not
0: that's harsh come on i wouldn't have said that i'm a nice guy
1: i'm nice guy. pretty sure i asked you because like you were like near me I, and i yelled you gonna give him a ride and you're like yeah, i think you might have not shook your head maybe you didn't say anything i can't really remember exactly but i did <laughs> i did ask you because i was curious if you're gonna give him a ride that being said There's a happy ending. They did come back for him. So he did get home. okay. so don't don't feel too bad for Darkstone. He he was all right in the end. So maybe he's also like maybe he listens to this. He's going to pop when he hears his name.
0: Maybe. I mean, this was like at least 15 years ago, guys.
1: He's okay. He'll be fine.
0: There's there's two old guys talking about wrestling right now. Go on. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) Anyways, we're at
1: the end of the show. Uh, Mike, thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy schedule. I know you're a hardworking man. You're a good family man, so I really appreciate you sparing.
0: The that time was a blast with
1: me. And uh, anything you would like to plug?
0: Uh no, but I hear that our boy, uh, our boys, John and Way, have booked uh, O'Grady's for Monday after SummerSlam for Monday Night Raw. So that is some old school uh, live audio wrestling throwback time.
1: Yeah, he, so he. He told me he got in contact. Like John, I was speaking to John last night, and he was okay. saying he got he got in contact with uh, with Neil Adams. I don't know if you remember Neil Adams, but
0: he the said, guy that used to drop Batman,
1: <laughs> the other one, Ba-da-bum-tsh. the one who used to come to <laughs> O'Grady's. Oh, oh,
0: <laughs> but he, okay, called, so he called
1: he called Neil and he said he was asking him if, uh, hey, uh, do you know where Radar is?
0: Yeah, I'm not so, going unless Radar's there.
1: You know what? I hope Radar is there. I, I would like to see him again. I saw him one time, one of my visits back to Toronto. I just for, I, I think it was at it was at a it was at not O'Grady's. What's that other place that they moved to? Like the the fans when when the law stopped doing it, but the 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 those fans would still go to these Monday night parties. They would do it. in... They,
0: they moved it to an O'Grady's on uh, Church Street before
1: Church Street. So I saw him there. Yeah. It was kind of, okay. I, think, I think Scotty was there as well. Right. It was cool. It was kind of seeing all those people again. It was, it was really nice. Uh, but yeah, uh,
0: you and I are probably... Ryan, Ryan slash Radar, uh, I think he still works at the Skydome slash Roger Center.
1: Yeah, he's, he's the number yeah. one ice cream seller, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> if you see a guy saying, mm, 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 ice cream, please buy it from him. Don't buy it from anyone else. Yeah. If, you're at, if you're at the Roger Center watching... A baseball game but he's gonna uh,
0: hate that we're calling him radar and i don't even know how that name started but uh if you are listening
1: oh you don't know how
0: you started shh, shh. anyways if if you are listening uh o'grady's monday after SummerSlam, and anyone else listening if you're listening to this
1: the whole that, crew's that gonna terrible. be there
0: i hope so uh I've being about, like, i being at the i i do see some people pass by so hopefully i'll uh be able to tell them but if they're interested
1: i mean the whole like the whole, like. whole we should try to get Jeff Merrick to come.
0: I mean, Jeff was never really there in the heyday when I was there. Yeah, but he I don't, was in the heyday sure. when
1: I was there, when I started going. Ooh,
0: so. missed your popularity. We'll
1: get, we'll get Dan to come out. Uh, yeah, for You know, we'll, I think the whole post-wrestling crew will be there, you know, like, uh, outside of Nate, uh, brother, uh, Nate Milton. He probably won't be there because he doesn't live in Toronto. Uh-huh.
0: Hey, man, he might be up for SummerSlam and NXT. Maybe, maybe, and all maybe, maybe he's going to come it. down.
1: Nate, if you're listening, come on. Come down to Grady's. Jo- join the Monday night. <laughs> maybe I should bring a, a VHS type of Japanese wrestling. Japanese wrestling.
0: That would be hilarious. I'm not sure if they still have a VHS there. I might bring the family to this so they can just bask in the glory of what it was like 20 years ago to watch Raw. Right, get some chicken wings. Get some chicken wings and uh, hang out and have a good time. Yeah,
1: that'd be awesome. Uh, You and I are going to go see uh, some wrestling together, I believe. We are.
0: During SummerSlam week, I think we've got at least one show lineup that we're hanging out for. Yes. What show is that? We should tell people. Uh, We're going to see the WXW Alliance show that Smash Wrestling is putting on.
1: I think it's Ambition.
0: Sorry, Ambition. My bad.
1: Yeah. It's, It's kind of their kind of brand of, like, kind of, like, Catch wrestling, like straight, straight catch, shoot wrestling. I'm very excited about this. I think Thatcher's on that show, Timothy Thatcher. And I'm very excited because I, I really want to see this guy from, I think he's from the West Coast of Canada, his Daniel Makabe, who's not Japanese, by the way, no relation to Togi Makabe. Uh, but he's, he's getting, <laughs> he's getting a lot of buzz for being a really good, like kind of technical wrestler and like kind of doing a kind of a shoot style. So I, I've seen a couple of his matches on YouTube. I really like his thing. My only thing about Daniel Makabe is, like, I don't know why he wears a polo shirt.
0: Yeah, that is weird. <laughs> it's weird. Or soccer jerseys, I... isn't it? Yeah,
1: well, they're, like, they're like buttoned-up, like, polo shirts, like, like if you yeah. play tennis or something. I If he wore a t-shirt, I'd be less, like, you know, not. I don't hate it, but it just, like, looks weird to me. I feel if he's doing kind of a shoot-fighter gimmick, he should wear, like, a, like, what do you call it, a, a rash guard. singlet? Uh, no, a rash guard. Like, okay. those kinds of, like, tight... Like uh, shirts that you wear, long sleeve shirts that you wear if you do like jujitsu or judo or something like that.
0: Big props to Smash Wrestling for putting on this like week of uh, a lot of shows uh, yeah. before Smash time yeah. in Toronto. Go check out Smash Wrestling. A lot Wrestling of, a lot of like interesting it. stuff. Yeah. yeah the uh, I, I believe it, this is smashwrestling.com. I might be wrong. Sorry, guys. But uh, Google Smash Wrestling.
1: Yeah. And uh, they're going to do the OWE stuff. They bring in OWE yep. to Toronto. That's amazing. I'm hoping yeah. maybe we can try to get. Get get I got I got to check my schedule for like my family stuff and my my non wrestling friends stuff. <laughs> I gotta keep I gotta keep dates open for that as well. But if we have if we have time, maybe I'll I'll say Mike, let's let's go to Owe. I I'm gonna say we'll probably be able to get in. Like I don't we'll yeah. sell out. I I think these are on weekdays. I don't think
0: they're gonna sell out necessarily. We'll take they, a I mean, the OWE, I think, is like two shows that Smash is putting on. I'm taking the girls to go see the uh, the old ladies, the old uh, women show on, I think it's Saturday morning.
1: Yeah, of, I, I can't of, remember. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be busy that day before <laughs> NXT, unfortunately. But yeah, go check out Smash Wrestling's website. They're based in Toronto. They're putting on a whole week of shows. It's going to be amazing if you're a wrestling fan. If you see yeah. me or Mike, we're... Are we going to the the Q and A? By the way,
0: you know John hasn't invited us.
1: Oh, he invited and I'm me. A little...
0: Oh shit! Uh, I mean, yeah, John totally invited me for sure. Yeah, no, I mean,
1: <laughs> he invited me last night. He said, "Oh yeah, w, you you don't even have to buy a ticket."
0: <laughs> awesome. That's not a That's not an invite, dude. Come on, that's like a comp ticket. That's not an invite.
1: Well, I I consider it. Well, I'm not paying, so I don't I don't care what you call it. Semantics, <laughs> Mike. Semantics. <laughs> All right. But anyway,
0: huh? Sorry. Are you, are you going to be signing autographs there?
1: I'm going to sell merch for them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna i to sell the, the conjoined brain T-shirt for them at at that show. So come up, say hi to me, uh, and if you if, if you if by request, I will tell you how you look. If you're a listener, wh? How do I look today? You look you look amazing. That's a great combo. You look. Are like you going to be
0: talking? About, are you going to talk about people's gear?
1: Oh yeah, no the clothes their ensemble yeah, well, as it were that's
0: their gear right? like, <laughs> that's on. their gear
1: okay we're gonna call the marks wrestlers and, and call their clothing <laughs> gear <laughs> I, I don't think so let's let's not stretch the thing
0: anyway. but anyways
1: <laughs> let's let's wrap it up here uh thank you to anyone who's still listening to this by the way i appreciate yeah, we are your patience a, a
0: one hour 12 minutes um good times
1: but yeah. uh thank you to mike again for joining me Thank you to all the sisters for, for listening to Cruel Summer. Thank you for all the feedback I've been I've been getting for the episodes that have aired. I, I really appreciate it. It really motivates me to keep uh, doing these things. I got nine more after this episode. I'm looking forward <laughs> to them. Uh, but yeah, and I want to say bye to everyone, and I'll see you on the next episode. Bye.